Are you ready for Chicago Bears football? You are listening to the Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. Stop it. Hosted by Bull Bearded Beauties, Gal and Danny Boy. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, Bear Dumb. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bears Bonanza Football Podcast. I'm Danny Boy, my good old buddy Samir, not to be confused with Gal. This is good old Samir on the other end. And we're talking Bears. We're not talking about the game because who wants to talk about the game? Though it was exciting to see them beat up on the Giants and do some defensive amazingness. But um, obviously we have to talk about pace. We know what the fate of Matt Nagy is. And it really, it's the question of when all said and done, was the coach not getting enough from the talent the GM was pulling in? Or was the coach just not getting enough talent from the GM, right? And so yeah, that's well, the big question for Pace when we're looking back on what should be the future. Well, you know, and I, but I think George has made his decision. It seems like from all the rumors that are coming up, I mean, I don't know exactly how, you know, after watching, you know, we're not going to talk about the Giants game. We're going to call it the, the Pace Disgrace Ball brought to you by the McCaskey Trust Fund, you know, limited company, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, after, after that, it, it, it comes out that, you know, George – George thinks that it's mostly a coaching problem, not a talent problem. Even though allegedly, 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 but I mean, there's there's a lot of reporters saying, like Brad Biggs is saying, "Hey, listen, I have not heard a thing about the Bears moving on from Ryan Pace." So, like, if it's possible, then then they're really keeping it secret. Like Habakush, who's like a good friend of uh, of George. Uh, he's in his own trouble this week after what he said about Aaron Rodgers, but um, yeah, he hasn't heard anything either, right? So, like Adam Hogue okay, so, and Johns so, haven't heard anything. So, like, okay, so whatever the rumor mill, whatever the rumor mill. I mean, in the end, what's the case for Pace? Okay, I mean, really, we can look at all the years of the draft picks, right? And sure, you can look at all the years, and you're like, yeah, man, that guy got some some good talent in uh, all those late rounds and you know, et cetera. When you go from draft class to draft class, you do have some pretty decent players in there. You have several starters in there. Uh, but then, you know, you would have to look past the fact that how many misses he missed in the first round, second round. So great. You got that one part, right? But the easier part, you really messed up big. So, you know, there I mean, are some bright moments in the regime, but in the end, it's still one win team of all these years two playoff appearances the last year is an asterisk as far as i'm concerned they were 500 and not very good so <laughs> it's a it's a it's a strange thing right because they're like i think at the same time pace is a smart guy yeah but i i do kind of agree with and it, this was a well-sourced article in the tribune he's a little weak-willed he's a little conflict averse you know he he lets people other people dominate the conversation you don't really know what he's thinking um i think that's also true because i see you know he always, he generally gives into Nagy, whether it's at the draft or in free agency and we know that he gives it a lot to george as well so like to me when we look at gms i think you mentioned this earlier you know it's like trades draft and free agency to me it's not that at all it's wins because you're in charge of the organization, right? So you got to win, right? <laughs> like, uh, 
because everyone mentions Chris Ballard and they say, look, Ryan Pace is a better drafter than Chris Ballard. It's like, yeah, but he's winning a lot more games, you know, than, than we are. So, like, who's doing a better job here, right? Um, that's the way I, I tend to look at it for GMs is, is really win. And even yeah. on the draft picks. But, so go ahead, but Dave, listen, go ahead. okay, if we're, if we're going to say, yeah, so wins, yes. In the end, right, right then and there, I mean, things on the surface really would need to change when you've only had this one really potent season, okay? So, but we're, we're removing the wins from the record, okay? So let's say wins don't matter for this team, for this franchise, right? You're thinking like George McCaskey now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm trying to get into his head. That's why we're here. If he's keeping pace, we're like trying to get into that weird head of his, okay? No, sorry, George, you're not weird. You're just special. <laughs> and I mean that with the greatest sincerity. Um, but um, you look at, you know, the things on paper, just like, Who's on this roster? Um, you know, how are the draft classes? And again, well, when you looked at what this roster was defensively, for example, you know, so depleted that, yeah, Pace really did build this defense back up into a respectable defense, right? Um, and let's talk about early on. For me, not later, because then you're giving all these crazy contracts out. But, you know, the defense was virtually rebuilt. So, yeah, I mean, I could look at it as definitely a positive, but then – yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, you've missed on some – you miss on coach, you miss on quarterback. And then even when you do hit on quarterback, you don't have any infrastructure around him. So even if you get the right coach to stick around to get the right coach, I, I still can't guarantee you're going to get him the right pieces. Just like you might have gotten the quarterback that you needed for this franchise, but you don't have any pieces around him or enough of them. So in the end, it's still never, I still never find that story arc that is anywhere above, I don't know, average at best. Well, that's the thing, right? So like you mentioned the defense, to me, you don't get points for spending more money than everybody else on defense and having a good defense. Like that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing, actually. Sure. Because if you, if you look at the, the ratings, okay? So if I look from 2017 to this year, okay? 2017, the defense was ninth. 2018, it was first. 2019, it was ninth again. 2011, it was 14th. And then this year, it's 21st. This is all the while spending more money than any other human in NFL history on defense. And it was like that at the beginning. It was like that in those, I mean, those early years because you were bringing in all these great defensive linemen. You were drafting these kind of, you know, these studs, right? I mean, Roy Robertson-Harris types, you know, Bilal Nichols. So that was the case early on. You were just paying for defense. This started once you had Khalil Mack, no? Or you really started paying. Well, no, you – I think I think where it shifted is with Akeem Hicks, right? So Hicks – and this, like, I think the Hicks deal really encapsulates so much of what Ryan Pace is all about, right, where – he essentially gets into a bidding war with Bill Belichick, right? Bill Belichick wants to keep Akeem Hicks, but then he just blows Bill Belichick away with, with an offer that the, the Patriots just can't refuse. They just, they're like, there's no way we're going to match that because it's so far outside what we think he's worth. Now, that one worked out, right? I mean, Hicks, yes, that was a big – because remember, Hicks was a journeyman before that. Yes. He was a, he was a journeyman with some upside before then. That's, that's what people – you know, people were trying to get him to play better in New Orleans. It didn't work out. Then he goes over to New England. He starts playing better. But 
you know, he's a journeyman. You know, he's, an, he's a high-end journeyman is what he was, right? And Ryan Pace decided to give him $13 million a year in 2016, right? So, and that was a big thing. And, and that one worked out. But you know what? It didn't work out when you decided to give $10 million to Burton, $10 million to Taylor Gabriel. You yeah, know, listen and listen, you know, listen $16 million for Quinn, that's, that's, that's going to have a good season. But I don't think the other three out of the four seasons are going to be great. You know, there's well, a bunch this of is these it. as well, right? So th- this is where the lack of discipline comes in. This is where it just becomes an easier decision to let Pace go is that how you're managing the funds. I mean, even just in the offseason, like this ruse that, you know, oh, we're not drafting anybody. Dalton's our starter, and then you don't have money to pay certain people. So, you know, asset or capital management, obviously a lot to be desired. But then it's not like you're the team that also – goes into every draft with like 10, 11 draft picks, like the Vikings. Yeah. So yeah, you mean, are really, fo- you really put yourself against the wall and you are forced to hit or disastrous things could really happen where you don't have, you didn't have a tight end room. I mean, you, you, your O-line room was just so depleted. I mean, that you were making history. I mean, the Bears... I thought could easily have made history of the most sacked team in NFL history at one point, because I mean, we were bringing in four stringers. So that's something that didn't just happen by accident. Like, Oh, we just got some bad luck. It's like you put yourself in a situation that if you didn't get great luck, things could be very bad. Yeah. You and needed, so, you needed yeah. every pick to end up in like the 90th percentile of possibility. Yeah. Which is just like, not, it's just, you're doing something wrong. Right? Yeah. Like, every pick has think, to be yeah, exactly. like, and think about you're doing something exactly. wrong. Exactly. All the fifth round picks, pretty much for Pace and the Bears to not be like a three-win team, you're like, man, a bunch of these fifth round picks need to hit. They need to be serviceable starters. And enough of them have been where, yes. But again, it doesn't mean you're a winning franchise. It means like you're, you have decent starters, but you're just nothing more than a maybe at best a decent team. But even if you make yeah. playoffs, you're you're not scaring anybody. I mean, your defense could keep it close, but you just have enough missing pieces that nobody's going to be scared, and you're not going to win three games. You're not going to win three playoff games in one season. No, you could I... maybe win one. Maybe you could have gone past Philly that one game. But I still was never convinced that the Bears were, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. There was still enough missing there. That's, I mean, I, this is almost like a taboo topic now that we're into is, is talking shit about that 2018 team. And when no, I, and I love that team, shit, I love that team. I know. It's like, to, we're always but, meant to dream. And never but if you play, think that really. team was not like a Super Bowl team, you know, that, that Cody Parkey kind of uh, screwed up, like you're going to get a lot of trash talking over on Twitter. I'm sorry, guys. You're not going to win three games in or four games in a row with Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. Matt 17 Nagy, points. Remember, 20 points a game. Like that's 20, not, that's, maybe. Yeah, maybe you get 20. You were averaging still like 17. You were scrapping by. You beat the Rams, remember, earlier in that year, this like miraculous yeah. defensive Vic Fangio, like brilliant called play uh, game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you struggled to score like 10 points. I mean, yes, you have to win three playoff games. It means yeah. that you have to put up more than 17 points. Three games in we a could, row. We could. We scored, what, one offensive touchdown in that Philly game? I think it was that, just one. We only scored 15 points, right? I'm just trying to – yeah, Cody Parkey had nine. And then we had that one uh, uh, offensive touchdown, and we, and we went for two, and we didn't get it, right? So, just, like, 
that's not enough. That was never enough. The whole thing, you know, I look back at 2018 and I often think the difference between 2018 and now, obviously the guys were more useful, but we didn't play any quarterbacks in 2018. We played a really beat up Aaron Rodgers twice, Tom Brady, a beat up Russell Wilson, and that's it. Then, well, you, you know, you okay, play golf okay. and cousins, I guess, right? Yes. But, I, I don't want to poop on that team, though. You know what? I don't want to poop I do, on though, that team. Right? I, I, but, I wanna... but listen, if it was five seasons of that, we're like, oh, well, this season's because the schedule was weak. This season, this is it. But again, whatever happened with that season, I don't want to desecrate it because that's really all we had this decade. But the thing is, <laughs> it was only – it's clear that if it was only one of those type of seasons where you were beating up on bad teams – then you're probably not that great. You're a team that was good enough to beat up on, you know, average. Yeah, we're gonna look. We're gonna look at the, We're gonna look at that season like we looked at that one. Remember that one Dick Duran, Jim Miller playoff run, and I think yeah, they won a yeah. playoff game that that uh, as well. Um, and it was that just so Miller. random. There was there was like four win team before that, and there were like a five win team right after that. But in the middle there, they won like eleven games for some just kind of random, bizarre reason. Well, well the defense probably played out of their minds. <laughs> yeah, the offense did just enough. To, <laughs> uh, typical, <laughs> typical Bears loser dumb is just like our defense, our defense. And I, obviously, we're Bears and love our defense, but yeah. you know, it's like pace in this modern NFL. You're just you're still whether it's the deficiencies of the coach or the deficiencies of the talent that you you've given the coach. But now you've had your chance. You've, you've missed on enough QBs. You've missed on enough tight ends. You've missed on now two coaches. Yeah, I mean, it really could be them. <laughs> you know. But there's also a very good chance it could be you. And so a responsible business person can't just assume, you know, uh, roses and puppy dogs. It's like, no, I, you have to assume it's from the top. And that is Ryan Pace. But George right, doesn't I mean, see it that way. George doesn't see it that way. So no scratch no, that. That's okay. Because because wins don't matter for him. And, and like I'm yeah, just looking at yep. yeah, I'm looking at so basically there were seven other GMs hired the same way, same same year he was hired. Okay, so of the seven, how where do you think he ranks in terms of wins? Oh no, I'm scared. Is please say he's not six or seven. He's six or seven. No, he's last. Right and <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, and we can do the same thing with the season. He's last, right? Yeah. We can do the yep. same thing with AAV because here's the other thing: Ryan Pace. Yes, he does draft well, but he doesn't draft enough, right? Like well, that's so, it. This and, is like, it. and you're like, even even when you look at his strengths, it's a mixed bag, right? Because yeah, everything else because is the methodologies, bad. yeah, because the thing is exactly the methodologies that support these decisions aren't sound, and so yeah, you're hitting, but then you're not getting enough picks. So you, you haven't seen enough, at least mid-round talent, first-round talent. You haven't seen enough talent in general come in. And then this is when you start having to take out the pocketbook, right? The, the old well, yeah, wallet, so, the old fat wallet in the back pocket. Yeah. The one that I always bring up is David Montgomery. Like, I love David Montgomery. I think he's, he's one of my favorite bears. But that's a, that's a horrible decision. Because basically what you've done is you said, David, like, I'm going to draft a running back and I'm going to give up two starters, you know, uh, for that running back. And yeah, David and obviously he's worked good. out. Yeah, he's worked good. Has it though? Again. Has it though? Because like, wouldn't you rather have, let's say, Devin, if you just stay in that spot, the original spot, you could have had Devin Singletary and you could have had like Tony Bettino, who's like an all pro guard, or maybe you don't get him. Maybe you misevaluate guard. Or even but if you, you just you get, get a serviceable else. corner. Yeah. What if you just get a serviceable corner? Yeah, exactly. No, this is why, especially with the running back position. Yeah, you, 
you can have a few guys fill in those roles if some of the pieces are in place. The Dave Montgomery does special things. But the thing is, you could have somebody a little less special, but then have a corner who's not getting beat all the time. And that could make a difference in the game. So, yeah, it's all about these kind of flawed methodologies that Pace goes into every decision with that in the end, I mean, it seemed pretty clear cut. Again, yeah, forget I mean, the wins. Somehow, yeah, we're, we're being told, forget the wins and losses. We're like, okay, this is football, but sure, I'm forgetting wins. <laughs> but even looking at the methodology behind, you know, you can't just say, oh, he got a bunch of bad luck. It's just like, no, he put himself against the wall. So any luck that's not good starts seeming like it's all bad luck. And that's just and that, making excuses at that point. And that, so, but that, you, you hit my, you hit kind of what I feel about pace, like, on a fundamental level when he's lucky he's good when he's unlucky he's bad but there's no underlying process to take luck out of it you know what i mean like it's it's all based on like even like how we got justin yes. fields yes. how lucky was that yeah sure give him some credit for picking yeah. up the phone calling yeah, the but how lucky was that right it's just so there's there's no process to eliminate yeah. luck it's all the process yes. is like let's go all in it's like a riverboat gambler you know and yeah. i just think that's a terrible way it's a terrible way to manage a team. It's just, it's just an awful, well, George, awful way. Well, George disagrees with you, and that's going to be that or not. We'll see what the rumor mill says and what it has in store for our Bears. Final thoughts, my friend. Final thoughts. You, you know, there were some going bright the spots. There were some bright spots going into the end of the season. You know, we're, we're playing a Vikings team. It's so funny. They're like the anti-Bears. You know, they have a 4,000-yard passer with 30 touchdowns, less than 10 picks, a 1,500-yard receiver, 1,000-yard Running back, that's a, and they have a losing record. First time it's ever happened. Mike Zimmer is like that. He's like the defensive Nagy. He's gone. Um, we talked about the yeah. pace, the space ball, but the, some of the bright spots. The Bears are fourth in the league in rushing, um, you know, with Matt Nagy, and which is a shock. Uh, and then they're second in the league in sacks, you know. Uh, and congratulations yep. to Robert Quinn. Yeah, those are my final. So there's some. There were some good things that happened. Those are the things I'm, I think I'm going to remember. Yeah. I'm going to remember the Quinn thing. I'm going to remember the defense sure is outperformed I'm... without a secondary. So I mean, even just that, it's like okay, Sean Desai. So I, I really still like Sean Desai. I think that's I do like Sean uh, the Desai, start yeah. the start of something special. And I don't think he would stick around. But it's kind of a shame that the timing worked out like this because um, it would be nice if perhaps he came in with a new coach. But again, George doesn't make those type of decisions decisions that you need to win. Um, I'm going to do my final thoughts, my friend. We're going to go into this no. final week. Yeah, I just I, – I, it's nice to see Justin Fields, you know, one final go. Again, if we would have seen Justin Fields come out and ball out and Tevin Jenkins and this offense would have done something. Um, but, again, Ryan Pace puts himself in a situation where you need everything to work out great in order to have success. You put yourself back against the wall that even if something good comes out and it's not great, you don't get great luck, things could be very, very bad for this team. And in the end, it's just lucky that Justin Fields even made it through this season and he's even playing in this final game. So as far as I'm concerned, that's an all-around failure from this franchise. Man, Nagy's got to go. Pace's got to go. And that will be that. George, I hope you're listening. Bear down. Try Do the to right thing, George. That's for this franchise. Do the right thing. Stop being such a heavy-hearted guy, right? Things can work out for this team, but you got to make some drastic changes. Bear down, folks. Keep the Bear down. Bear down. 
We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation With your T-formation Bear down, Chicago Bears And let them know why you're wearing the crown You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears, bear down The Bears This is my Bears, people